We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Bite. The Ring Out Ahoya podcast is your official home for the latest information on Marquette Athletics. Join us each week for exclusive conversations with administrators, coaches, student athletes, and many more. We are Marquette. What's up, everybody? Dan Abbey from Marquette Athletics here with Zach Ranger, Marquette lacrosse defenseman. Zach, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Weird times for all of us, but, you know, I'm, I'm hanging out here. So... We're just going to ask a couple questions here regarding the lacrosse season. It was your first year as a starter. And due to some unusual circumstances, you're entering 2021 as a fourth-year sophomore. How have your first three years in the program shaped you as a player? Um, that's, a, that's a tough question because I never expected to be a fourth-year sophomore. I never expected to redshirt last year um, and then happen, this happened this year. Um, but – it's been a great experience so far. Uh, I've grown so much as a player from learning from 
Noah Richard, learning from Brendan Conley, learning from Nick Rill, learning from Jackson Ellert when I redshirted that year. And then this year, uh, got to learn with experience. And it was now looking back at it, it was free experience. And, you know, there's you can't get to anywhere else. And it's just been it's been so much fun to be around the team. And we're such a tight knit group, especially defensive unit. And I mean, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. You started as an LSM in the Marquette lacrosse program. And then this past year, you got your first season as a starter. What was it like playing close defense as a starter this first year? Uh, it was great. The The guys were great. We had PJ, we had Mason, we had uh, Johnny Holzman, who was the goalie previous years. So it was a, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think one of the main things was none of us, so PJ, me and Mason really didn't have like a ton of experience. So we got to grow up together, which really helped us mesh as a unit. And like coach Richard does a great job of like preaching, like love the unit and like power of unit and all that, all that stuff. So it was, it was so much fun getting, getting to be out there every week and competing with the guys. Obviously, the year kind of ended abruptly for your team. How, what do you remember about how things kind of played out there at the end? Um, I know before the Michigan game, we kind of talked about the whole situation. We didn't know what was going to happen. So that was kind of – we kind of – some of us started to feel like that could be one of our last games. Um, and it just happened – even though we, like, kind of knew it was going to – like, might happen, it happened so fast. And it was just – we were in there having a team meeting, and they were just telling us, you know – the season got shut down and it really didn't sink in right away because like something like when something like this happens, you don't really know like how to feel right away until you start to miss games. And I think once we got to that Saturday when we were supposed to play, I think it was Georgetown. That's when it really like started to sink in and was like, wow, like we are done. Like we're going home right now and the season's over. And, and at that point, we didn't know what was going to happen with eligibility and all that stuff. So you really felt for, like, the seniors of the program. They were like, wow, like, you, you really don't know what you have until you get it stripped away. And it was a hard – it was a hard, like – I mean, to this day, it's still kind of difficult to talk about and think about. But I'm just grateful for the opportunity to come back and play again next year. And some of the seniors are coming back. But it was – it was difficult at – because you never you never expected something like this to happen. Like if you told me at the beginning of the year that we'd only play seven games and the season would get shut down, I would would never believe you in a million years. So it's it's definitely unprecedented, and it was it was definitely difficult to deal with at first. How did the academic year end for you, and what have you focused on during your time at home? Uh, academics went really well. It was a lot of work because you know online learning is. Uh, just like a lot of more busy work but I mean my grades were really good uh, all the teachers were really helpful with um, like due dates and stuff because that got a little messy there for a little bit because you know you got finals and papers and a million different assignments for different uh, teachers so it was they were very flexible with it all and at home it's it's definitely been uh, like a it's been tough to like adjust because I'm I mean I haven't been home in for this long for a while so like living with my parents and Ryan my brother's here and everything and just trying to get into a routine but once that happened you know I just really been trying to focus on my my body and because I've dealt with injuries in the past so I'm trying to do more injury prevention stuff and trying to build up but 
it's been good. I'm just trying to take it one day at a time, stay busy, you know, try to get out of the house as much as I possibly can, with, but making sure I'm staying safe. So it's, it's been good, though. Getting back to the lacrosse, you talked earlier about Mason Woodward. You guys formed a really long pairing for the back line. What did Mason bring to this defense this year as a freshman? I don't even know where to start with him. He, first off, he played well, well beyond his years. He is an extremely mature freshman. Um, incredible talent, but he also has the work ethic to back that up. Um, you don't see that a lot out of the freshman. And he was – he wasn't afraid to be great early. Like he was locked in from the very start, pushing seniors, pushing juniors. And he just brings like a contagious effort. And just like, I love the kid. He's one of my best friends on the team. And I can't wait to see what he brings next year because he has experience now and he's going to be a scary defenseman for the in the future. And with PJ coming back, you have all three of you back coming into next season how excited does that make you oh it's it's huge for a defense to have uh continuity and keeping guys in in place for multiple years because it's all about communication and playing together and when you have um like a relationship on the field together playing you kind of know what to expect from each guy it's going to be huge and pj is such a calming force like he knows exactly what he needs to do at all times and he helps us out a ton being the older guy and I think our unit's going to be really good next year because we were starting as the season was progressing we were starting to play better and better and better and it's only going to go up from here. You mentioned your brother Ryan earlier you followed him to the Marquette lacrosse program but he had to medically retire after his first year what was it like getting to share your college experience with him as an undergraduate coach? Uh, it was definitely different. Um, I always expected the him be playing and me be watching him, but um, it was it was really cool to see him kind of grow up really fast because he had to you know adjust to a new life. And I know it was extremely difficult for him, um, but it was it was really cool to see. I think he really found a passion in coaching and you know being in that kind of role. And I will always credit him with bringing me to Marquette because I never would have expected to come to Marquette. Um, but it was really cool to see him grow up. And I know he's really excited for his future in coaching and definitely different because, you know, when we were, when we were playing in high school, he was always, I was always Ryan Granger's little brother. So it was, it was definitely a different dynamic now than it was back then, but it's, it's been awesome to see. And I, I know he's loving it. So. Off the field, you've been active with Marquette's Shape organization. Tell us a bit about your experience there and the Ready Squad, which you helped form. Um, so freshman year, it was kind of – I was looking for something to do other than just being around the team because I – my only friends were guys on the team, and I wanted to just branch out. And I have I heard about this um, new program, and I joined it, and it gave me a ton of new friends, and it also gave me a new perspective – on college athletics because mental health isn't really talked about too too much and especially um, men's athletics so it gave me like a very good outlet to get involved with and it, it's a really 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 powerful thing to be um, engaged with and the ready squad was actually started by Max McClellan who was a um, cross-country athlete and it was basically just to focus on injured athletes and helping them 
adjust to being on crutches or being away from their team or anything that comes with being an injured athlete. Cause I've, I mean, I've done it personally. I was on crutches for, I think it was 10 weeks total. Um, so we would uh, help with like elevator, like finding elevators and just being accessible for like meals and things of that nature. Um, but this year we didn't actually have that many cases of injured athletes, which is good. Cause I mean, in, you don't want to, you don't want to help as much like you, you want to not have people get injured. So it was good to not have a ton of, ton of work to do, but it's, it's been really good to um, learn about this stuff because we also do um, workshops where we learn about active listening and empathy training. And they've been really, really helpful. Um, especially in the times that we have right now. Um, practicing empathy is huge and just actively listening and, and learning. So it was, it's been a really good experience. I'm so happy that I got involved with it when it uh, got started and I can't wait to continue it when we get back to school. Cause we still have meetings uh, every couple of weeks where we just kind of check in on each other and, you know, they're really going to be friends for a long time because we're in this group together. So. The last few months have been a challenging time for everybody. Have you had any time to reflect on how your Marquette experience has shaped you? That's a, that's a loaded question. But yeah, I think the, when you're in a uh, time like this, um, reflection is one of the main things that you do on a daily basis. Um, but it's kind of hard to like pinpoint exactly something that I've reflected on specifically. But I think that whenever I think about like my time, it's just like, wow, like I've changed so much since I've got on campus. I'm way different. And it's because of the people and um, the things that we do on campus, you know, the service, um, the coaching staff, the support staff, the, the teammates, the friends from other teams. Like it's really just a, such a tight community. And when we did the town hall meeting last week, it was really cool to hear other people's stories. Um, Kobe talked, which was really cool. Um, so it just really shows how tight the athletics community is. So like when I walked on campus freshman year, I might not have realized, but now I'm starting to realize like how important athletics is and like how you can have friends from day one when you're on a sports team. Like when I walked on campus, I had 54 friends. Like I, I figured I had 54 friends right away with the team, but it's so much larger than that. Just the community with um, Bill Scholl running it and Miss Josetti and just being so active in lacrosse community. It's been, it's been awesome. And I, I, like I said at the beginning, like I don't want to be anywhere else. Like it's been such a great experience that I wouldn't change a thing. Talk a little more about off the field stuff. You're from Media, Pennsylvania. I'm from Bucks County. Are you a Philadelphia guy through and through? Are you oh, a fan 100%. of all the sports teams? 100%. Good. Very good. Which team uh, – I know this, this one might be a little, little tough, but if you could pick one of the Philadelphia sports teams that's going to pick a, that's gonna win a championship first, who would it be? Ooh. I would love to see the Flyers win. My mom's a diehard Flyers fan, and we would grow – we grew up going to Flyers games – and they had the, you know, they had the stuff. They had the stuff until the season got shut down. But um, I don't know whether or not they'll get it done. I would love to see them get it done because the Eagles won recently. And I don't know about the, I don't know about the Phillies. What's going to happen with them right now? You know, the MLB season's up in, 
you know, don't know what's going to happen. I would love to see the Flyers win, though, because they got so close that one year and they haven't been back since. So I think that would be awesome. Uh, I think they got the they got the stuff to do. It. We hope you've enjoyed the latest episode of the Ring Out Ahoya podcast, which is available on GoMarquette.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening and go Marquette.